listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. Today we are talking about pies and tarts. It's episode five of season one, and... Lisa, this episode, of course, is post-controversy, and I thought it was really interesting now, having spoken to Jordan, and thank you again, Jordan Cox, for talking to us. It was amazing Amazing. and fun and fun and fun. Um, Diana is taken ill, but not only that she's taken ill, that she won't be able to continue, and I thought that was very telling and sad. I mean... Clearly, it had to be related to all the stress and all the, the One of my online resources said that she had withdrawn for health reasons and then later stated she lost her sense of taste and smell in a fall. Hmm. Who knew? But I mean, and this is way before COVID ever became right. a thing. It wasn't right. because of that. But you, you couldn't be in this competition without taste and smell. Well, that is true. That is true. Maybe Who we knows? should try to maybe we could try to talk to Diana. Oh my gosh. That I would be know. a dream come true. She is so sweet. She is, but maybe she's so gun shy with all that happened publicly. I don't know. And she's probably getting up there in age. Probably. Um, but anyway, so Diana is not a part of Pies and Hearts, but they march on in with the signature being a family-sized custard tart. Um, I've have you made a custard? I've made tarts. I don't think I've ever made a custard tart. Have you? Well, I would think that my lemon meringue would count as a tart, even though I didn't do it in a cart a tart um, pan. It was mm-hmm. a pas de sucre. You know, mm-hmm. remember we talked about that before. That kind of crust. Mm-hmm. And then, so the inside was, um, hmm. was a, a curd though. I don't know. Probably not. I'll just say no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, speaking of lemon, we might as well just start off with Norman who makes a tart au citron mm-hmm. or basically a citrus tart that he first tasted in France 20 years ago. (laughs) Thanks Norman. Brag much. (laughs) But there was a lot about Paul talking to him. Keep it simple. You have to make it look nice. And, you know, Paul or Norman, of course, compliments his own tart many times during the process. (laughs) Superb. (laughs) (laughs) But then, then is seen with this like huge bag of powdered sugar, just going to town way too much over the top. Are you thinking that perhaps he should use a tea ball on a stick the way that you and I I do? I was absolutely thinking that. And (laughs) I don't know if you have on this podcast given out that tidbit that hey, tip you should you know what if we if we don't give it out again it would just be a shame if you need and everyone does to be done and dusted we're not finished that's our that's our sign up <laughs> it, i'm holding up my hand to allison you get a, a clamping tea ball is that right is that what you would call it i sent you I one i would i would yeah call it a tea ball. it's a tea ball that clamps and you know it's spring action and you put that powdered sugar or your flour or whatever you need to dust with 
and you dust away Mm -hmm. and it's no muss, no fuss. And you don't have to put it in a dumb bag. Like our friend Norman, Um, I'm like, Oh, Norman, come on. Probably very old school, but the tea ball is great because it has so much more, you have so much more control. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's a small surface area coming out. So you could do an individual little dessert or. And I actually keep sugar. mine in my container of powdered sugar. Ah, yeah. I probably should get another one to put in my flour container because I am always dusting with that. So Clever they're like $6, six bucks. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Yes. You sent me one and I love it. I thought it was a great tip and a great tool to have. There you go. Um, so when he is evaluated, <laughs> Paul says to Norman that I think his flavor was good, but of course it looked a mess and his crust was broken. It didn't look very professionally. Mm-hmm. Finished, um, Martha makes a pistachio apricot tart with, an ex- with I don't like how this sounds, runny honey. I don't like that sounds disgusting. <laughs> and this is the first time we see Martha cry. This is oh, sad. Man. She said it was her first negative critique. I did think that that was kind of heart wrenching when she says, yeah, like to spend hours making something and putting everything into it and then having someone tell you they don't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can totally see. And why she sort of cry. has that kind of face. Obviously, she's beautiful. We know. But her her face always seems kind of on the verge of tears. Doesn't it? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. She's close to tears most of the time. She did make a beautiful tart, um, but they criticized her for not having a shine and the pastry could have been better. Uh, Nancy uh, decides to use cocoa powder in her pastry. And for some reason it was uh, highlighted that she used a very thin tart ring Um with a passion for she was film. blowing their minds with that tart ring. They're like, no, <laughs> no, you can't do it. <clears throat> she did say during the process that pastry is her favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, and she, she seemed extremely confident. <clears throat> and she, she and she was, and she completely nails it. Um, passion fruit. Are you? I, I mean, maybe I know nothing. Just, I don't even know that I've fruit. ever seen it, but. Maybe that's because I wasn't looking. What um, if you and I this week go to Whole Foods or whatever and it, try to buy a passion fruit or something like a passion fruit gem and we'll come back and report on it? Oh, that's a challenge good idea. accepted. But while we're talking about Nancy, I would like to pull out two tips that I um, gleaned from this episode about uh, making pastry. Yeah. One that is something that I have been doing for years, and that is rolling out whatever needs to be rolled out, going back to gingerbread houses, between sheets of something. They're using plastic wrap to keep the flour out. And she said, you know, I'll wreck the I'll wreck the appearance of my chocolate pastry if I put more flour on it. So they rolled it between plastic and so did Martha. And I love this idea. I was taught by the sweet woman who taught me how to make pie to roll my pie crust between sheets of waxed paper, not parchment, not plastic. And I'm telling you, it's foolproof. Hmm. It is foolproof. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one thing, one of the tips. And the other tip that I needed to learn because I was making a tart last week and I, I remembered them saying, give it. When you're baking the tart shell, when you're blind baking, leave the extra. 
you know, like let it be rough around the edges oh, and, oh, then, yes. and then trim it later. Yes. And so I did that, but I waited until it was cooled to trim it and it wasn't a neat trim. You have to trim that while it's hot. Mm, mm-hmm. And I didn't know. Did you know that? I didn't. But now that you're saying it in that way and explaining it, I'm thinking of all the times I've blind baked and had a shrunken side. Uh-huh. And that makes so much obvious sense now that you're saying. Yeah, but you have to do it several times and you're like, oh yeah, that's why. So those are the two tips that I pulled out. I'm like, yes, don't forget these things. Those are great tips. No, thank you. Especially for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Of course you would do that. I think you can also take a rolling pin gently and go over the top of a tart afterwards to get those extra pieces off. But Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did notice the the technique of rolling between. Um, but you know what? I another duh. I'm having no duh moment is with a darker crust, or like you said, with gingerbread, or even like cookies. I've done. I'm like, oh, there's so much flour on there, and trying to brush it off never completely works. Yep. And so if you can eliminate that flour dusting, especially on a darker dough, like gingerbread or, mm-hmm. or chocolate. I like to do sugar cookies between sheets of wax paper or plastic mm-hmm. to keep that extra flour off. Interesting. Tip of the yeah. day. Those are good tips. Thanks. Oh. Uh, Kate, who I just like so much. Um, she Her hair up- was so cute in this episode did you notice that braid braid yeah she is so cute she is she's like a pixie yes she is um kate makes an almond and rosemary pastry which i thought sounded delicious with a Mm -hmm. rhubarb custard and you know martha if you're listening double dip into the salt with your stack of rhubarb because i will never do that does she love her Oh, she does remember (laughs) but um that uh spiral that she made on top with the with the jam was so beautiful she was explaining it and i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about and then Mm -hmm. she did it and i thought okay now i get it i do think they thought the pastry was wonderful and the custard was wonderful but i'm not i feel like one of them said we're not getting a super strong rhubarb yeah flavor here but they did like hers it was beautiful uh, Louis pulled out the passion fruit as well. He makes a tropical fruit tart with passion fruit, orange, mango, and lime. There was um, a sprinkle of coconut on top, I think. I blacked that out because okay. I'm not a coconut fan. I just don't like coconut. Ugh. That's Sorry. okay. Um, they said it was well done in all aspects. And just a little side note, while they were judging him, you can see Martha crying in the background. I know, it was Poor so girl. sad. He's 17. Um, Richard also makes an almond pastry like Kate. Um, he uses poached figs and orange. And black um, peppercorn. What's up with that? And they never even commented that it was had any black peppercorn flavor. You are right. They did say they wanted a sharper orange flavor and that didn't come through. I don't know about orange and fig together because I've never done that, but mm, I don't know that. I think he just got sort of an average grade. on mm-hmm. that. He didn't have a great week. That bake. No, he did not. Uh, Chetna does something that I also wasn't 
Mm, she adds race. <laughs> that into, blew my mind. Is it your understanding that she did a race layer or was it into her custard? I wasn't quite sure. Well, did she do layer of rice and then the custard or it didn't matter because it's all going to blend together. I think that anyway. what you just said is true. Like it all is going to blend together, but it's, it seemed like she made some kind of custard with the rice in it. Like it, it looked it, like, a, okay. like a pudding. I mean, we would yeah. call it a pudding, I guess, or a, right. a custard, but I was just like, Oh no. And then when Paul was like, you could have cooked your rice a little bit more. All I could think of was, <laughs> You know, like al dente rice, which is yeah. okay sometimes, but like in that dessert, you'd almost want that rice to disappear. At least, right. you know, in my opinion, real, you'd want to be really, really soft. So to me, that didn't seem great, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess they didn't like it that much. They said she missed the queen of flavors, missed on her flavors. Yeah, they sort of started amping up that moniker of queen of flavor mm -hmm. and they said this was a definite miss for her. They sure do love those labels, don't they, Captain yeah, Chaos? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, is that everybody for the? I guess we're down a couple because yep. of um, because of uh, Diana not being there. Yes. Um, the technical. Oh boy. That was so stressful to me. Do you know that I've made those? <gasps> like, Do tell. Years. I want to hear everything about it. The technical was called mini pear pies, and they had to use puff pastry, perfectly poach a pear, and then wrap the pears in strips of pastry. And I wrote down that this task is the definition of fiddly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It sure is. Years and years ago, when I fancied myself a cook before I really knew anything, I saw on Bon Appetit magazine, these pears, just like this, look just like them. And I decided to make them. And I don't remember, it was literally 25 years ago or 30 years ago. I do not remember poaching them. I do remember it being fiddly. I'm 1000% sure I did not make my own puff pastry, but I used something and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped. And I thought when they came out, they tasted so mediocre that I thought like many of the bakers said never again. I you know why it was mediocre no because it was pears. No, pears. <laughs> it was pears. I think you'd have to, you'd have to poach those in such an incredible flavor, <clears throat> like yeah. wine and spices to get any kind of flavor in there. Right, right. And why they chose pears when they are so critical of pears as a flavor mm -hmm. to bring to the table, because as you said, it's just, it doesn't bring a lot, especially a cooked pear. I don't know. It was very fiddly and they all struggled and unbelievably only Richard who is very accomplished is the only one who had their pastry fall off. Completely slide off. Yeah. Okay. And look absolutely terrible. I have to point out, I don't know if it's, I believe it's a saying that they say to go pear shaped. Did you hear the host saying, Oh, who is going pear shaped? And I Googled it. And that's a thing that they say to go pear shaped means to go wrong. Hmm. Isn't that weird? 
Yes. Yeah. It is. So it was like this whole, maybe that's why they're trying to be like punny and humorous. With it. <laughs> I don't know. I think they were really beautiful. I, I think a pear shape is beautiful. You know, they're very elegant. Um, and when it's done right, it looks gorgeous, but you know what? I, I want to eat that. I don't want any part right. of that. <laughs> <laughs> Throw an olive with some gold leaf on the top. It'll be your oh, Lord. nightmare. Um, <laughs> this is, this is a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just was kind of a mess and it was stressful to watch. I agree. Um, Richard with his pastry falling off comes in seventh. Louis comes in sixth. Then you're talking about strong, strong bakers there. Norman uh-huh. is fifth. Nancy's fourth. Kate is third. But Chetna and Martha come in second and first, respectively, which I thought for Martha, I was so happy for oh, her. Because it, was re- it was redemption for sweet Martha. Redemption. It was. After that terrible signature. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't even a terrible signature. It's just that they didn't love it. Right. I, I thought that looked beautiful. And I have a thing about shining up fruit, making it look real glossy and stuff. I I kind of prefer fruit in its natural. I, I mean, I understand why when you're talking about patisserie mm-hmm. and things, but they always have a thing about the fruit not being shiny or glazed. And I don't always agree with that, but so be it. And we know um, that you're the right one. You're correct. You're American. <laughs> Ooh, that was, that was a loaded statement. <laughs> now let's just move on to the dumbest showstopper besides a bust cake. Um, stacking pies. Come, come on. I have it written out in all caps. The stacking is dumb. The stacking exactly. is yeah. dumb. What does that prove? Because they don't want them. They didn't even want them to be touched. They they didn't. It wasn't to stack them on actually on each other. It was dowling or a yeah. little shelf and feed and. Uh. Do you do doweling? By the way, do you notice that they a lot of bakers use those bubble tea straws, which I thought was kind of interesting. Bubble tea straw. You mean wide plastic straws? Yeah, super wide mouth straws. Yeah. Have you done that before? No, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a cake maker or anything. So no, I do not. Hmm. I've done it a few times and it's, it's stressful. (laughs) I would imagine. I I can't, but I've never done pies. I would never even think to do that. um, Honestly. And yes, I think you're right. There was no value added from stacking them. Um, And then to have, of course, to make them hot water crust in order to be able to stack some of them. Right. And a hot water crust gives you a more solid base. I looked up the recipe. Right. right. And so is it all-purpose flour or is it more the strong flour is more bread flour? Right? I think it's, I think it's, um, they would call it plain, plain flour. Plain you know, all-purpose is, is plain. So they have to have a pie with tears, at least three. They wanted them to have a theme. They wanted them to somehow connect together. Um, But a three-tiered pie of any type of pastry. So Louis makes uh, four pies. um, And he does like this fruity theme where all the pies are actually meat pies and then have fruit on the tops. 
Um, I don't think they loved them. And they also thought that the his pastry was too thick. It just kind of got me. Can we talk, please, about these meat pies? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go back in time. Let us time travel back. Allison and I went to college in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And I, Allison, were you... Were you familiar with Chicago style pizza when we went when we went to college? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay, so I go to Chicago and get Chicago style pizza. Delicious, thick, mm-hmm. and so yeah. so so thick. But one yeah. time I went out with some friends and they ordered sausage Chicago style pizza. And I don't know if okay. you were with me or not. You might have been. Um, yeah. But when they cut into that pizza. It's not just like pieces of sausage on the top, the way that you would like on a Papa John's pizza or whatever. It's a giant circle of sausage that they place on the pizza. (laughs) Really? Yes. And I was appalled because first of all, I don't (laughs) like sausage, but I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And every single time I see one of these pies, I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's the sausage pizza. That's what it is. It's just like, a solid meat inside of crust. And to me, that doesn't hold any sort of, you know, appeal at all. Do you, do you agree? Agreed. And it's like, totally agreed. it's such an English thing. It's such a British thing for them to, you know, I'm having a sausage roll. It's a thing of sausage wrapped with pastry. It's a pie. It's mm-hmm. a block of meat. And yeah, there I guess there might be fruit or something speckled in inside, but I don't want to eat that. I'm sorry. I sound like the world's biggest whiner. People are going to write in. They're like, <laughs> shut up, Lisa. Nobody cares what you think. Obviously, other people like it. So you can just shut up. Well, I think this is a good time to talk about Norman's pie <laughs> with haggis in it oh oh, yeah oh lord (laughs) okay do you know what haggis is yeah it's um bad it's old lamb (laughs) right it's sheep (laughs) well it is scottish and of course he is scottish himself it is sheep or calf awful mixed with suet oatmeal and seasoning and then boiled in a bag it's traditionally cooked in the stomach it's traditionally made from the animal's stomach. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. Okay. We're, we're American. I get it. Like that's, you know, whatever, say what you want about that. However, I did think it was really, really interesting that haggis <laughs> in 1971, the U S banned haggis from being imported to this country because serious? yes, because when they slaughter an animal, sorry, Peta, um, they the lungs can aspirate phlegm or you know stomach contents when they're slaughtered because obviously being slaughtered is stressful, and so some of those contents can get into the haggis finished product. I'm guessing it's you know so there's not any disease coming over but i thought that was so interesting that this country has banned the importation and we are of, all better for it. <laughs> <laughs> never having tasted it myself obviously 
Well, the way he puts the haggis in too, I mean, you see Mary just like forking and forking and forking and forking it. It just looks so bad. It looks, it doesn't even look edible. It's so crumbly. and mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah, it really was. He, so he misses on that. And then he does his top pie is a sweet one with raspberry and passion fruit again. And of course they foreshadow Sue tasting his meringue and kind of crossing her eyes and mm-hmm. saying, but there's a lot of lavender in here. And as you know, as bakers know from what, and as viewers of the show know, like there's a fine line with lavender. And like there is with rose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I am careful with lavender, of course. Um, but I think a lavender meringue actually sounds delicious. And I've been making lavender whipped cream this week and all kinds of thing lavender because somebody has sent me a bag of it. Allison makes <laughs> lavender lattes. I do. You just make a lavender simple syrup and then you can do many things with that. You could control it. I think, I don't know how he put the lavender in, but I'm assuming he probably made a lavender syrup. Also. It might've been a little soapy. Because- yeah. So you know, personally, I prefer to bathe in the lavender while <laughs> he whips it up and <laughs> makes a meringue. Well, Mary says at the end, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever want to have that again. Mm-hmm. So it must have been really strong because yeah. I've seen other bakes where she's enjoyed lavender done right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was kind of yeah, you know, not a good send off for Norman. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> uh, we can talk about Nancy, who did hand raised pies. How um, impressive was that? Very, very. I'm not using any tins at all. And sometimes we see it, you know, at least once a season where they make you do a hand raised pie with that big wooden dowel and right, right. stuff like that. And she just did it. She did it she thrice. Did. Yeah. That Nancy. She did it. And she must not have struggled with it at all because there wasn't really any footage of her struggling. Um, And you know, they would have been right there. if She couldn't. She just said um, like in her practice, it came out a little bit different size because you're not using a tin and you know, it came out a little bit smaller or something. Mm -hmm. So she was surprised by that, but yeah, she didn't struggle. I thought she did great. Even though they said, you know, it was a little dry and stuff like that, but they gave her points for, I don't know what points are, but for not using the tins. Yeah. And then they looked beautiful too. You know, they looked very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chetna, her comments from her pies were the flavor queen is back. Flavor queen. Did you that see nice. they showed like a very, very, very quick um, shot of all her spices. And I wanted to go back and count them. And I thought, ah, screw it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back and count them. But she had, there had to be at least 15, 16 different little plastic containers of, you know, her garam masala or, you know, whatever it is that she Mm -hmm. used. So impressive, very impressive. impressive. Um, Maybe the most impressive was uh, Kate who did sort of a pork theme where she, had pork in all three with different, uh, she had rhubarb, I think, in one, an apple coulis, um, and a pork and prune one, and they loved it. They thought mm-hmm. it was absolutely delicious. Hers and looked it, so yeah. slick and beautiful, and the edges were perfectly straight, and all the bakes were the same. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a wedding cake. 
You know what I mean? With the, the tears, I thought hers was gorgeous. I did too. I thought they looked really appetizing as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Richard, um, he thankfully, you know, he did overcook his pastry. They had caught, they were all a little too dark and things, but lucky for him, he had gotten all his fillings, right? He had a steak and ale, he had a chicken one, and then he had a frangipan pear that they didn't have a lot of flavor in, of course, pear is an ingredient popping up yet again. But mm-hmm. um, I think his other two were <clears throat> well done and maybe saved them. Out know. of all of these meat pies, to me, and I don't, I rarely, rarely eat red meat, um, but the steak and ale, that sounds good. I want to try a steak too. and ale pie. I thought that did sound good as well. I wonder where I can get one of those because I know I'd mess it up <laughs> if I made it. But uh, Kate gets noticed. Um, you know, I think she's kind of a slow and steady baker. Um, mm-hmm. She gets she gets star baker this week, and I think it was well deserved. Well deserved. Um, we didn't talk and- about Martha's runny grease out of her bottom tier. You're that right. was so stressful for me to watch You're her right. collecting all that grease. And then she's like, maybe I'll put it back in the oven to dry it out. And I'm like, Martha, even I know that's a bad idea. Don't do that. It didn't look great. It didn't look great, but you know, they, they did like it. I love they the little like pigs around it. That was so cute. I agree. I think that she added a chorizo, which always is kind of has a lot of grease mm-hmm, to it. For sure. You know? Yeah, she did well. And I was, you know, thankfully after that tearful signature, she kind of redeemed herself. And mm-hmm. she'll be another round for another week because we are saying goodbye to Norman. Bye, Norman. You went as far as you could go. That <laughs> we always say. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he, once he got accepted, actually considered pulling out. And then I think he got a lot of pressure from family and friends to do it. So I don't know, this is pretty early on um, in, you know, the competition, or at least when it started being uh, televised, it's you know, as we know now from talking to Jordan, that this is the season that really took off. Mm -hmm. And so when he says that, I'm guessing that at the time, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal as a show. They didn't know how many viewers they had. And so saying, oh, I've considered pulling out. Yeah, I I can see that. And I can also see how it was a lot of pressure. Um, and he has not always been my favorite, but I do not wish him ill at no, all. No, <laughs> I appreciate, you know, I really appreciated his personality. It was very different from anyone else that we've ever seen. It was. Honestly, it was. I think he was a confident guy. I think he, you know, brought a lot to the table. And when he'd talk, sometimes it'd be like, I have no idea what that guy is saying right now. Put the closed captioning on and Mel and Sue are <laughs> looking at him with a blank face. But yeah, I mean, it's all about personalities along with the baking, isn't it? You know, where they add their little splash of color. Everybody who's left has, you know, a nice, strong personality. Chetna and Nancy and Louie and Richard, they... It's all about, it's all about that. It's all about good TV, right? 
Well, I do like and would like to promote that they aren't all one age group or mostly women or whatever. I like that they make it a diverse crowd, especially mm-hmm. age wise. I think that's really valuable. And it, it, you like to know, again, as Richard said, that camaraderie, not Richard, sorry, Jordan said the camaraderie they have as a group of this season that he's still friends with them. And I love that they were just like from all different backgrounds and they're all different ages. And as he said, I wouldn't have ever gotten to meet someone like Diana before Mm -hmm. this this experience. And again, I think that that's oh, what draws me in and keeps me. Well, this show is just so <laughs> beautiful for so yes. many reasons. And that's just one of them to bring people from different walks of life and recognize you can be friends if you're 25. I don't know how old Jordan was, but somewhere around there, you can be friends with a 68 year old gal. Yeah. And you have a, a lot in common, you know? Absolutely. It's a small world after all, Allison. <laughs> isn't it it is it is don't sing it or we'll get sued don't do it (laughs) uh let me just take one more moment to thank jordan cox very much and listeners if you haven't heard our impromptu informal interview with chaotic captain Captain chaos uh you need to go listen because he was just really really a really nice guy and really a lot of fun he's a delight But for now, I think that's us. We're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls. Or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.